Now, that doesn't mean that we should be lazy either. Pastor, if I'm not supposed to desire it, well, then just whatever happens, whatever will be, will be, right? Like, no, that's not how this goes. We need to work hard, right? When I'm at my job, I need to be focused on my job. I need to do my job well with strength so that people will see how we work because we work for God and not for them. When I clocked into the bank I, and I had a monogram on my shirt, it had nothing to do with that monogram. It had everything to do with me being a Christian and how I'm going to live and work my life. Because more than the monogram on my shirt is the, is the Christ that I serve. And when that falters and you put a black name or a black eye on Jesus, you've got to be careful with that. There's two case studies in the Bible about having to deal with money, right? Um, when you keep too much money, it's Luke 12, right? The rich fool parable where he's like, oh, I got a lot of stuff. I need to store up things. I need to build, build bigger barns, build bigger silos. We're going to store it up, right? Because we gotta, I got to take care of everything. And then God says this in verse 21, this is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich towards God because foolish man your life is taken from you tonight now is it bad to store things up no because clearly Joseph did it in the Old Testament hey we're going to have seven years of great feast and great abundance we need to store up because we're going to have seven years of bad stuff we need to be prepared. There's nothing wrong with being prepared, right? But if we, if we are not careful, we need to be rich towards God. Notice that, that that's the principle here. It has nothing to do with about being prepared. It has everything to be about rich towards God. The key about the, the rich fool parable is to be generous with what you have. If he's given you abundance, then be generous with your abundance. It's a tool. If you're sitting on $18 million and God tells you to give one million away and you don't, you're not obeying God. Now, it doesn't have to come to me. Just trust me. Like, like, I mean, I'm not saying, no, I'm just joking. But then what about the other way around? What happens if you give all your money, Right? Mark 12, another story about, actually, Jesus was people watching. So if you ever go to Walmart and people watch, it's biblical. Jesus did it all the time at the temple, okay? Just saying. Uh, I was talking with some people. They go, uh, they, they're all happy about Cedar Point opening up soon. And because uh, uh, they live in Fremont, they used to work at Cedar Point, And they're like, Cedar Point's just Walmart with sweaty people. Because uh, they're like, we just get to watch people watching. Anyway, I don't know where that came from. Um, Mark 12. We're talking about the widow's offering, uh, right? And you got all these people that are like throwing big bags of money in the coffer, right? They're like, oh, here's my offering. Here's my offering. Did you notice that Jesus doesn't actually condemn them? He doesn't say that that's a bad thing. He just says they gave out of their abundance. But this lady who threw the couple pennies in, right? They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Now, is that always wise? <laughs> no. But biblically, she should have been already been taken care of. Right? If, it, like, the neighbors are supposed to leave the grain in the field for her to eat. 
and her relatives are supposed to take care of it. Right? If you, got, if you got a family member that's a widow or somebody that you know that you're not taking care of, that's, that, that's sinful because that's clearly what God says to do. Take care of widows and orphans. We should be the hands and feet of Jesus when it comes to this stuff. But notice what the key of this principle is. It has nothing to do with give everything else. That's not wise either, <laughs> right? Don't, don't say, okay, God, I'm going to empty my bank account tomorrow. That's not wise. But your Bible says, all he said was, listen, they gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, gave it, put in everything. She was being generous. Notice that principle there, too, is just be generous with what you have. Whether it's a little or a lot, be generous. Have an attitude of generosity. When it comes to having stuff, it doesn't matter if I have $100 or if I have a dime. I should be generous with it. It doesn't matter what it is. A few weeks ago, we were talking about missions and pledging for missions, and I just challenge you that when you sit down to do your budget, to pray to the Holy Spirit first. That you should pray to God and say, God, what do you want me to do with your money? Because I'm a manager of your money. What if God called you into his office this week? And he's like, hey, Tammy, how have you been doing with the money I gave you? Give me a report on it. Would you be happy to be called into the office of God or not? Would you be able to give a good report of how you managed his money? So, what are we left to do? Let me answer this question for you. How do I gain contentment, Pastor Roger? Well, it's right there in verses 11 and 12. Flee from traps and temptations. When you are feeling the desire that I need to earn more or I need to get more or this idea of greed, you need to flee from it. Run away. Change the room. Like literally, physically, get up off the couch and walk into another room. Break the cycle of where you're sitting. Flee from that temptation and the trap to become it. When they keep offering you things, sometimes you need to say no. Why? Not because, do they need it? Yeah, they need it. Do you want to be a servant and help them? Sure you do. But part of this is saying, I honor God before I honor you. And I need to take a day of rest. I I, I like you guys, but I serve a God. I don't serve money. So flee and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. By the way, that endurance is patience. Sorry. We should pursue the things of God. Then second, fight the good fight. Right? Of faith. Stay focused on the main things. That when you're having money problems, it's not a money, it's not a financial problem, it's a spiritual battle right now. That Satan wants to get you distracted off of the main things. Because if you have to worry about your finances, then you can't worry about evangelism. Or if you have to worry about taking care of your bills, then you don't have to worry about your neighbor. If you are distracted, then you're not fighting the good fight. Flee the temptation and fight the good fight. Pay attention to the spiritual stuff. 
Because that will distract you. Why do you think most divorces end with either power, money, or about sex? Because it matters. What are most fights about in a marriage? Finances. How you're dealing with money. You need to flee. You need to fight the good fight. And then it says to grab hold or fasten to eternal life. Fasten to eternal life. I want, and I, and I use this fasten, think about snaps. Like when you snap something together, it's got to click onto you. I want eternal life so close to me that every earthly decision I make is with eternal focus. Every earthly decision I make is with eternal focus. I need to be thinking about eternity every single time I make a decision. Now, does that mean that I can't go and have a night with my friends? No. But when I'm there, I should be thinking about eternity. Is my conversation godly? Is it loving? Is it faithful? Every decision I make. Am I being a representation of God in that situation when I'm at work or when I'm with family? Or am I bringing up junk all the time just to get under their skin because then I feel better about myself? So let me challenge you with this. Because this, this is good, right? Flee, fight, fast into eternal life. Oh, this all. Thanks, Pastor Roger. And then we walk out the door. What's the actual thing that we can take hold of? Let me challenge you with this. Develop a financial mission statement. Develop a financial mission statement. I don't know if you budget or if you just spend your money and then see where it goes at the end of the month. Um, that's how it, but let me just challenge you with this. Develop a financial mission statement. Here's, here's an example of one. All right, this isn't mine, okay? But this is just one that I, I found. I will, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, be a steward of money that God has entrusted me. My finances will reflect my faith in Jesus and a commitment to his mission of saving the lost. I will invest in heavenly riches that do not fade away. So, here, here's, a, here's a real life example of this, right? Or Dollar Tree, they got this little coin jar, give to help the children. Is that a good cause? Absolutely. My daughter's like, hey, let's throw a penny in here. Actually, I have a financial mission that my change goes to BGMC because I want to change the world over here, not through this way. This is a great cause. Trust me, I believe in great causes. But this isn't what my mission statement is. My mission statement is that my change goes to BGMC. That also means that when I'm in the car, that I'm not grabbing all my change to pay for my coffee. Because my change is meant already for BGMC. So when I'm given change, it's already gone. That, okay, I'm going to spend $2 on a $1.40 coffee. Okay, so then 60 cents goes to BGMC. Because that's my financial mission statement. Because that's how I'm going to live my life. So however you decide this, this is there. Then prayerfully work through your priorities. If you are feeling called to missions, then give to missions. If you're feeling called to give to foster care, then give everything to foster care. If, you're, if you feel called to do a for a food pantry, then give to the food pantry. Everybody is a different part of the body. They're going to give to different things, and that's the beauty of the kingdom of God. Because I'm not called the same as John is. Because God's got a purpose for his money, and God's got a purpose for my money, and it's different. Yeah. 
But if you go to the whims or falls of like, oh, I feel like I should go over here and give my money. Or I should go over here and give my money. Is your money focused? Is your money got a purpose or a plan? No, it doesn't. It needs to have a purpose and a plan and a design for it. Because when you have money, it has to have a purpose because it's God's purpose for it. And guess what? Here's something beautiful. Is it better to be financially riskful or financially safe with your money? What's more biblical? To be risky or to be safe with it? Safe, risk, it's both. There's no right answer. You want to know why? Because God designed you. And if you want to be, take risk with the money, great. God's going to say, good, I challenged you to do that. I made you to be risky with your money. Good job. Well done, good and faithful servant. You did what I told you to do. For some of you, it's about being safe and leaving a legacy and passing it on to generations and to will it to a church or, so, or to a cause. And God goes, well done, good and faithful servants, because that's what I called you to do. It's both. You don't have, there's no right answer with how you deal with money. What is the right answer is to be generous. Be generous. Have contentment. It doesn't matter if I have, listen, I might need a bigger house, right? Because I want friends and family and everybody to come for Thanksgiving to my house. I might need it because it has a purpose, because my financial plan is to be considered the family of God. I want to be the fun house. Okay, I'm not talking about stray jackets. I just realized that. Dang it. What I'm saying is that I want a safe environment for my kids to bring their friends into. One that I know that the spirit of that house is important. And so I want a house big enough to handle five to six teenagers or ten teenagers at one time. But that's the need, that's what God has called me to, and I feel like I have a blessed house to do so. But if that's not your mission statement, then don't do that. If, so, so be generous with your money. Develop a financial mission statement because every dollar has a purpose. It's what God designs for it, and he entrusted you with that money to do what, you, what God has called you to do with it. Not anybody else. And it's okay to be risky. It's okay to be safe. What, important, what matters more is that are you generous? Do you have a heart that is rich towards God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would seal this word into us today. God, Lord, help us to flee the temptation to love money. That money is just a tool. But God, if we want financial freedom, that Lord, we need to have contentment. We need to avoid pitfalls. And God, just because we have more doesn't mean it's going to be easier. But God, help us to flee and to fight the good fight, to not be distracted with our finances, but to be focused on the good fight so that we can fasten with eternity in mind with every decision that we make. God, I pray a blessing on your people today. Those that, can, that hear these words that they would understand that they are called with a purpose with every dollar that they have. And we thank you, God, for it. We praise you with our voices. We praise you with our actions. And we praise you with our money today. In Jesus' name, amen. Notice how I did not talk about sacrificial giving. 
This is not an idea of like, okay, so how much can I give? That's not the idea here. The idea is, God, what do you want me to do with my money? This happens to be towards the first of the month. Some of you do your budget at the beginning of the month. Ask God, God, what do you want me to do with with, with the money? And be listening to the Holy Spirit. Pursue Pentecost. Pursue the Holy Spirit through your finances. And as you do that, some of us, some of you guys probably going to challenge you to tithe for the first time of your life. To give 10% of your income away. God, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It has to be generous with God. So as you are, as you do that, some of you, it's going to be challenged to give to missions for the first time. Some of you, it's going to be challenged to give to BGMC or to give to a neighbor. Some of you, God has said, you need to go give a Holy Ghost handshake and put a 20 bucks in that person's hand right there because Holy Spirit knows exactly what they're going through and I don't. But I need to be generous with my money. So I just, I challenge you with that. We have uh, a challenge here also with Stick Stitch. Well, this is about final, yeah, Stick Six. Uh, if you're the first time here, challenge you to stick with us for six weeks. Chance for you to get to know us, us to get to know you. Also, we have a final act of worship, which is about money, but it's more about just tithes and offerings, about just saying, God, we want to worship you with our finances. You blessed us. We want to bless you back. Um, has nothing to do with, with me. Uh, I saw a cartoon this week about uh, every time before a financial review, the pastor dresses in his dirtiest suit. Um, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm just saying that as you give to God, um, it, it goes to benefit the church and the blessing and the ministry of the church. Um, we're going to have ministry to women this month. We're having ministry to kids this summer. We're, we're doing a lot of different things. We're able to buy balloon animals, okay? It's fun things, but it's impacting kids telling them about Jesus so that they, in turn, can learn about the goodness of God. And so it's a, just, your money goes to bless the, mission, the ministry of the church. Um, and then, um, just a reminder, we are going to be pied, the pastors are going to be pied in the face outside, uh, so we don't have to clean up anything inside. Uh, so there might be a lot of flinging of whipped cream going to do that. So um, if you're online, be looking for a separate video link. Um, if you're in person, please join us outside and enjoy watching me get pied in the face. All right. God bless. Have a great week.